This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hello, this is Sports and Corks. I'm Emily. And I'm also Emily. And we have a lot of sports to talk about today. <laughs> it's very exciting. Um, it is, indeed. So college basketball, um, news on both the men's and women's side, um, just kind of a high level look, I guess, at men's basketball, um, you know, still very early in the season. A lot of teams have only played, you know, a handful of games. Um, but so far, uh, Gonzaga and Baylor look very good to me, um, based on games that I've watched. Um, Iowa is three and zero right now, but they haven't had a true test yet I would say um mm-hmm. no offense to the teams they've played so far um but uh this episode will have come out by the time this happens but um I was playing UNC on Tuesday and that will be kind of their first big game so um could be a good indication of you know how good are they actually this season um Baylor had a big win against number five Illinois um and then Gonzaga so far has beaten number six Kansas and number 11 West Virginia so those are kind of my reasons for um I guess thinking of them as you know kind of the two top teams obviously that's what the polls are saying too um but Baylor is supposed to play Gonzaga on this past weekend and it got postponed due to COVID issues within the Gonzaga program. And based on the two teams' availability in the next couple of weeks, um, it's very possible that Gonzaga could have to play Baylor and Iowa back to back, or you know, at least in the same week time frame. So that could be very interesting. <laughs> It'll be a fun week of basketball. I hope it I works out. Same. And I think to your point that Iowa will get their first real test against UNC. So it might not be Gonzaga playing number two, Baylor, number three, Iowa. It might be number two, Baylor, number 10, Iowa. Very true. That is definitely a possibility. But regardless, like, um, it's somewhat likely that they could face like two top 10 programs in the same week, which would be, um, you know, just a lot, a lot to plan for, but. Obviously, they've been planning for the Baylor game, so it's not like they're unprepared for that. If it does happen, eventually, um, it sounds like they're going to try and make it happen. So It'll be the week game. right before Christmas could be very eventful. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Um, that's a very biased, um, I guess, look at college basketball <laughs> on the men's side. Um, it's okay. But I think your, your, uh, your discussion of the women's side will be less biased. <laughs> I think that's because, well, Gonzaga's women's team is ranked um, and they will play Wyoming's women's team yes. tomorrow. And I think Gonzaga's going to win, but it's fun that they're playing each other. Um, but the really? thing about women's college basketball, they, 
you can't get too biased because um, there are teams that just dominate. But there were some big upsets recently. So number six, Mississippi State lost to South Florida. And number one, South Carolina lost to number eight, um, NC State. And that's just bananas to me. Um, There have been like other big upsets in women's basketball. Um, Like Baylor also just lost to, um, I believe, Arkansas. And so there have been a good number of upsets in women's basketball, which like that's fun and I didn't expect it. Um, Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's a lot of, kind of upsets all at once um, yeah. in a short time frame for women's basketball. Um, yes. And then South Carolina played pretty close against Gonzaga too. That game wasn't really decided until the last, I don't know, minute and a half or so. Like it was, it was close the whole time. Um, so some competitive games happening in the women's college basketball world. And that's, I mean, you love to see it. That's super cool. Um to see that competitiveness and maybe like a better distribution of talent. Um, and, and women are not just picking, you know, the top three schools, they're going across the board and they're picking, I mean, like, of course you still want to go where you're going to win, but like, there's more than just being like, Oh yeah, I was on the winning team versus I was like a key contributor to a winning team. Um, I don't know if that's where their head heads are at right now, but um, big upsets. And I would definitely recommend folks checking out women's basketball because it seems like there's been a lot going on there. And I read an article that the PAC 12 is likely to be the strongest conference for women's basketball Stanford. And so we're recording on Monday and I, the rankings aren't out yet. And like Stanford's favored to be moved into the, into number one. That are mm-hmm. to be ranked number one, um, and I and part of this article was like, well, so UConn, another team that's always ranked pretty high, um, they're number three right now, but they haven't even started their season because they've had to like put on be put on a pause because of um, positive COVID tests. So like, imagine that slap in the face for whatever team. Like if that were to happen, and teams that have been playing don't take over the number one spot. I don't think it's going to happen, but like, I I think that the world of women's college basketball is going to be um, very interesting and there are going to be a lot of fun games this season. Yeah, definitely. I think you're obviously onto something with the PAC 12 too. Checks out. (laughs) I mean, the PAC 12 typically is a strong women's conference like the 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 Pac-12 is good at basketball but like definitely for women's sports the Pac-12 is really good they're good at women's soccer um obviously it helps that (laughs) there are mountains for a lot of the schools in the Pac-12 so any type of skiing or snow sports like they do well but uh definitely for the bigger women's sports the Pac-12 is a strong conference so it's cool and it's um it'll be fun if uh they and specifically Oregon gets maybe that redemption this year when the tournament rolls around. Yes. Um, hopefully the tournament 
happens and is a success. <laughs> yep. Knock on wood. We're hoping for the best. <laughs> knock on wood. Actively knocking on wood. <laughs> um, not particle board. It's real wood. Um, we don't mess around with these things. We, we can't afford to these no. days. <laughs> Switching gears to college football. Um, the Buffs. They're undefeated. Having a good year. They're ranked. Nice. And they're officially bowl eligible. So um, 2020, of course, is the year this would happen. Um, <laughs> hopefully a bowl happens that they get selected for. Um, bowls are getting canceled left and right. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, they've been fun to watch. Um, their running backs have been putting up like crazy numbers. Um, just fun. Fun stuff. Like that. That's a I was worried. Yes. <laughs> I was worried on Saturday that so the CU basketball game and the Gonzaga basketball game were like postponed slash canceled. And I was worried that the Grand Slam was gonna happen with the CU football game getting canceled. Oh. But it happened. It's all good. It was like my one thing to watch that day that I was looking forward to. Um so Love it for the buffs. Um, Wyoming. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so my beloved Cowboys played New Mexico on Saturday night. And boy, did they take an L. Bad matchup. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I say that and I understand why they lost. It's fine. It's not fine. But the Mountain West is struggling. And not just the fact mm-hmm. that Wyoming gave uh, I don't want to phrase it like that that sounds bad UNAM uh got their first W in 21 games yikes yikes that's like that is such a bad look um the Mountain West is having a tough time in general this season games are getting canceled left and right like Boise State and UNLV their game was recently canceled and it's just tough and it's for conferences like the mountain west where you're just like well i don't know who's really good who's really bad what's what's really happening like you can look at the big 10 and be like yeah michigan's not great this year michigan state is not great but their coach is in their first season and i'm sure looking at the buffs being undefeated right now he's regretting some decisions but like that's neither (laughs) here nor there um and it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's a lot easier to look at the Big Ten, the Big 12, where Iowa State is just dominating um, and be like, yeah, like these teams are good. And I mean, of course, there's the SEC, but that's like another tier of football that the Mountain West doesn't really belong in the same breath right now. I don't know. The L is hard to take, but it's a weird year. And Wyoming hasn't lost to New Mexico in a couple of years. I don't think that Wyoming's head coach is going to be on the hot seat at the end of the season from this loss, this really weird loss. I do think that they're going to have to consider their offense and working that out. And I think like, again, many other Mountain West teams, like they're going to have to figure out, was it like poor coaching in certain areas or was it your players out because of COVID or like injury or whatever? 
and do you kind of wash this season like obviously if you're Mm -hmm. having a really good season if you're undefeated or if you're Boise or not Boise State um BYU and you all you just lost to Coastal Carolina like you're you're probably not going to be like well the season wasn't great now BYU is no longer ranked but like I I think there's so much to consider and this game makes me think about how like looking to next season how a lot of programs might have to be like okay we considered that it was the coaching, but maybe it wasn't because we were in the middle of a pandemic. I don't know. This is me going on and on to be like, my team took an L, but I refuse to accept that they just lost. (laughs) This year is just so weird because it's like, I feel like it's harder than most years to pinpoint. Yeah. Kind of what, what's the cause and effect because obviously issues related to COVID um, have a big impact on these programs. So like, I feel like coaches should be given more grace this year than typically, but that's not really how the business of college no. football works. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks. I feel like some coaches are going to get blamed for stuff. that's not, you know, necessarily really their fault, but um, I don't know. In Wyoming's case, like it seems like it's kind of a, combination of things yeah it's not a it's not like a coaching issue like if I had to make an educated guess and for the sports betters listening like this is a guess this isn't me being like yeah make sure you place money on this but like Texas is an example of a program that I think will have a new coach next season and yes this season has been weird and they've dealt with some like weird losses um coming into this season that was kind of a thought like oh does this you know is Herman going to make it through this season or like he has to have a really good season so even like not even considering COVID so like you said there's not really like grace for coaches but if it's a program where this season is like the first season that they're really seeing these struggles with that coach I do think there will be some grace there Mm mm-hmm Agreed. Um, what else do we have college football wise? Um, Iowa State. Iowa State. Yes, very big news. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, they they're, had a they're fun to root for. I don't know. I mean, I have no stake in Iowa versus Iowa State. You know, um, or really the Big Twelve in general. But like, they're they're fun. You know, they're kind, I think they're kind of like a a blue collar team that you yes. can root for. You know, it's like they're a little bit of like. Oh, I don't know that I would think Gonzaga's blue collar <laughs> private school, but um, you know, like they're like kind of the little engine that could a little yes. bit uh, <laughs> of the college football world this year, I think, somewhat. So they are, and they will <laughs> when they go to that Big Twelve championship against Oklahoma. That'll be that'll be the time to root for the little engine that could. Hopefully, they can <laughs> they can take that W, and I. Iowa State's like in an interesting spot. So they're ranked. They have had some really big wins. They started the team they lost at home, I think, to you and I. And it was a bad time. Now they're doing super well. But then instead of being like, well, Iowa State is doing well, it's like, no, like the rest of the conference is doing that. Like, it's so interesting to hear the rhetoric around a lot of teams. And like, you can tell who is kind of secretly pulling for whom. Like, Mm -hmm if Oklahoma loses to Iowa State, it's like, well, Oklahoma had a bad day, not Iowa State has a really good team and a really good coach. 
but I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I think if uh, Matt Campbell, who is the head coach at Iowa state, if people start courting him to be the head coach of their program, cough, cough, Michigan, cough, cough, Nebraska, um, who else is like looking, probably looking for a new coach. Um, that'll then be like, Oh no, he was a good coach and he elevated the program. Like the, I, I love following the stories of how it changes. It's very fun. Uh, the storytelling is amazing. Um, the storytelling around Oregon is going to be interesting this year and the yeah. 12. I mean, Pac-12 things are not looking good in terms of the college football playoff. Um, yeah, I mean, Oregon lost Oregon State. That's like never a good thing unless no. you're an Oregon State fan. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> yeah, they also lost to Cal, which Cal is just... That that's really all there is. Aaron Rodgers played there. <laughs> they had they had a you know Marshawn Lynch also played there. They yeah. had they've had some amazing teams, that's for sure. But as of late, football has not been their strength. Um, no. I wouldn't say. Um, so yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure what's going on with Oregon. Off year, you know. Yeah. I mean, Oregon is a perennial, so I'm sure they'll be back, even if this is not their year. You know. Like, yes. I don't think they're just going to go away. No. Oh. You know, so I don't, I don't think they're on, like, the downward spiral of, like, becoming irrelevant in the college football landscape yeah, by just, any means. Uh, it's a bad year. Bad matchups, mm-hmm. bad year. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> a bad matchup for Michigan State was <laughs> the Ohio State, and they got blown out. Um, not well, super unexpected. Score? Um, let me, let me double check the score. Okay. It was, I gave up on watching Yeah, as I was like, at some point, so 52, 12. Yes. Okay. You just are like, I just, this is a waste of time to watch this game. So that's how I felt watching it, knowing that Ohio state kind of has their poop in a group this season and Michigan state is figuring things out. They have a new coach. I mean, Michigan state is a program that has the excuse of, Ooh, we we have a new coaching staff and we're just trying to like hit our stride. So I think in general the Big Ten's strug- gonna struggle through the postseason, except for Ohio State and Indiana and Wisconsin, but like nobody necessarily cares about Rutgers or and like Penn State's having a tough go. So it, yeah, it wasn't a surprising game. Yeah. I know. I'm like, who are we going to have in this college football playoff? Like, <laughs> Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. Actually, probably not Georgia. Like, is it really going to be? Is it really going to be like that much different than any other year of the past few years? Notre Dame might be in it. Like, I I've, thought this year was the year, you know, to have some kind of some team sneak in, but I don't know that that's really going to happen. Um. No, I mean, it, it, there's like potential for it, right? But then, like one, one maybe. <laughs> potential, like I would love to see it, but like the top ranked teams are all kind of the teams you expect to be ranked. I didn't expect Marshall to be ranked, but then they lo- they got shut out by mm-hmm. Rice this weekend. Yeah, so <laughs> there goes that. It's just maybe Topsy next season. Turby. Yeah, it's a, year for college football. It's a setup. 
for next season <laughs> even so more. Um, a topsy-turvy year also in the NFL. Um, yes. I learned this weekend that Colt McCoy still plays football. Um, weird. Weird. I remember in college, everyone's like, oh, yeah, this kid's going to be like, so good in the NFL. And then sad violin noises. He was um, never heard from again. Ne- like, he, like, just just into oblivion. Like, I've Pretty never, much. I've, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who had so much hype in college who, like, so quickly was not talked about in professional sports. <laughs> um, but... He plays for the Giants. Um, he got a win against the Seahawks. Um, and the Giants, like, were missing several key players. So um, frustrating, to say the least. Uh, but a good for him, I guess. Um, the Broncos also have been very difficult to watch this season. Um, yep. Very confusing. Um, but they played a very close game against the 11 and one Kansas city chiefs on Sunday night football. Um, they blew it in the end <laughs> as you know, as we do. Um, but just the fact that it was a close game was like, what is going on? Um, I don't know. I don't have any answers there. No, but fortunately Broncos fans are loyal as all get out. So they are very loyal they're like, like and they will they will admit when their team is like just having a bad season 100 percent, and they're like there's next season so yeah it's like oh and yeah <laughs> happy to see them keeping up with kansas city but then they're probably like you know what easy come easy go mm-hmm. <laughs> uh your cleveland browns my cleveland browns are having a year they the browns it shocks me whenever i look at how um <laughs> how the Browns are doing because uh, you know I, I checked to see the Browns because it's like kind of fun to pick on the Browns because they were so bad for so long and now they're doing all right like they're hanging in there and they beat the Jaguars who oh my god are terrible but like the Jaguars kind of like it was a close game like the score's close and I'm just like man the Browns are just like eking out these wins and the Jags, oof, the Jags. So we'll see how far the Browns get. I think they'll do all right. Um, I think my beloved Buffalo Bills are going to do better than the Browns. Uh, they play the Niners tonight. And so I just hope that the Bills do very well against the 49ers. I I would like to see that as well. <laughs> Like, for my own personal reasons. Yes, I mean, it makes sense. I, I get it. And I just, I just, I love when people have to eat their words about Josh Allen. Like, that is, I think that's what's keeping me looking youthful in 2020. That's always fun. Like, I feel like for you, that's, it's anyone from Wyoming, for me, it's like Gonzaga. Like, yeah. It's just nice to see people who have these assumptions about your team be proven very wrong. Yes. And like on paper, you know. Oh yeah. It's like this is not an opinion. This is a fact. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> Try and argue that. <laughs> um, yes. Oh. NFL. I think that's that about covers uh, the big news. Um, NBA. Yes. 
we didn't really have much of a break, which is great. Well, maybe not for the players. I don't know, but how they feel about things. But as a fan, it's fun. Um, players are in their local markets. Um, they did little, you know, individual workouts, whatever. And now um, this week they are allowed to do group workouts. Preseason starts Friday. Um, regular season starts on the 22nd, just in time for Christmas, which is fun. Um, and then if all it goes according to plan, um, which out of every sport, I would trust the NBA to go according to plan. <laughs> um, but they're not bubbling it up for this season, so we'll see. Um, but the finals are scheduled to be May 22nd through July 22nd for this year, which I really like this summertime um, playoff scenario because summertime is typically when we are lacking in the sports world unless you're a big baseball fan. So um, I am a fan of this timeline. This will be really good. We'll brush up against the Olympics, no? Uh, yes. Okay. It'll I'm be not a big... really sure what's going to happen with that. Well, NBC doesn't have any NBA rights. So in terms of TV contracts, I don't believe it's an issue. Um, but in terms of Olympic basketball, I'm not really sure how that will oh. shake out. Because as of now, I don't know what, like when the Summer Olympics are supposed to start. July 23rd, 2021. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So the best... Uh, the best basketball teams in the U.S. Um, will just go straight from the finals to the Olympics. No, I'm kidding. Much. They're I like, mean, bye. What's going to happen is those players are probably, you know, they're not going to play in the Olympics because who wants to do that if you just finish a long NBA season, I would assume. But it'd be a tough turnaround because wherever the finals are, like, it doesn't matter. You're going to Japan. It takes 18 hours to get there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, if we think about, I think the U.S. would still win regardless, like, even if they didn't have LeBron or, you know, like, even if they didn't have a bunch of the star players, like, how many people on an NBA team make the Olympic team, you know? Like, there's only going to be two teams in the finals, so how many players is that going to account for? Like, they're obviously still going to be able to field a very good team. So, um, yeah. I guess we'll, we'll see as we get closer to it how they end up putting those teams together. I'm very interested in that and who they – it might just end up being a super young Olympic team. That could be fun. Yeah. I think that would be, that'd be really interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, even if you make the conference, like, semifinals, I don't know that those players would then want to go play in the Olympics. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. Stay tuned. We'll provide an update down the road. <laughs> um, what is your women's soccer update for us? So the Utah Royals are leaving Salt Lake City and headed to Kansas City. So that's very fun and interesting. And um, the Royals have a really good fan turnout and fan base in Salt Lake City, but they're they're headed out and that leaves one form of entertainment in Utah and specifically Salt Lake City and it is real housewives of Salt Lake City so <laughs> the only thing that matters <laughs> it's the only thing left there um, oh my gosh well we do have Utah football 
Yes. Um, we and have the, the Utah Jazz. Jazz. And we have Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah. So we still have some sports going on, but Real Housewives is better than probably any of those things except for possibly the Jazz because... The Jazz were very fun to watch in the bubble. Um, they were pretty good. So I, th- I think yes. they'll stay pretty good going into the Neck season. and neck, but we're going to call it there. It's neck and neck between the Real Housewives of Salt Lake and the Utah Jazz for entertainment value. <laughs> and it's all the diversity in Salt Lake City on those two things. Yes. You heard uh, it here first. <laughs> um, and then some like probably bigger news. I don't know. This is both things are pretty big news, but the U S women's national team and U S soccer have agreed to a proposed settlement. And that's a really big step for the equal pay. Um, yeah. Debacle. Debacle. I mean, I, I don't want to say fight cause like nobody's yeah. catching hands yeah. out here, but like, it's definitely a big thing that has been impacting the athletes. So they'll now get chartered flights hotels, professional playing venues, and other support that professional men's teams have been getting for years. And I just like read that and I'm like, wait, what? What were they getting before? Like, I don't, Mm. I just don't understand how, uh, I don't know. There are some (laughs) issues and I'm happy to see that like U.S. soccer is like fixing some of the things but it's still very frustrating and there's still like a long way to go in terms of that equality especially when you look at how well the U.S. women's national team does in comparison to the men's national team like one team has won four world cups one team didn't even make it to the world cup like you know it's it's frustrating but again Small wins, we'll take it, and hopefully this is just, like, one of many in the next couple of years as women's sports and, like, the conversations around women's sports and female athletes um, kind of come into the larger conversation that of, like, sports in general. Yeah, hopefully the snowball keeps rolling there. Yes! <laughs> um, also, I have surprising everyone i think probably an mls <laughs> update oh my gosh that is <laughs> um it's very basic info probably very much public knowledge um but the columbus crew are going to be in the mls cup um on december 12th which will come that will be after this episode yep. comes out so perfect um and then as we were recording like tonight um the sounders are playing uh, minnesota to see who advances um, out of the West to go to the MLS Cup. Um, and the Sounders won the Cup last year. And they're kind of a perennial powerhouse in the MLS. Yes. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, have Seattle ties, but I am kind of rooting for the Columbus crew. <laughs> I mean, their fans put in so much work to save them from moving. It's to so fun. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like that would just be a really nice story, I think. Um, I know nothing about the team, but um, just a good, it would be a nice kind of redemption story. So that's all I have on that front. It's a very fun update. Um, <laughs> and I'm really excited. Now I want to like rally behind the Columbus crew all because of that feel good story. Um, what's your game of the week? Game of the week. Um, shout out to Colin, my brother. 
Um, my game of the week is number 19, the Richmond Spiders versus number 11, West Virginia. Um, this is college basketball for men's, for those of you who aren't sure. Um, they play on Sunday. Uh, the Spiders are having a good season so far. And um, I just think it'll be a fun fun thing to kind of keep an eye on. Um, also just somewhat picking it because it's this kind of Collins team this year. He has a thing with um, a couple of his friends where they pick a conference every year and then um, they draw like a team program team name out of a hat and um, they do it for each other. So they don't know what team was selected for them until they receive a t-shirt in the mail from their friend from this team. So then they all go to the conference tournament um, for that conference in the spring and cheer on the team that they've basically adopted for the season. So it's kind of a random fun thing. Um, I kind of want to do it at some point. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just kind of a fun way to see, you know, learn about some other programs out there, but it's my game of the week. Um, What is yours? Country roads. Take me home to the place where I belong. West coast basketball. (laughs) Um, And I'm picking the, Number 24, San Diego State versus number 23, Arizona State. They play Thursday night. Um, I picked it because it's West Coast basketball. That's There wasn't because I care about <laughs> Arizona State or San Diego State. I mean, I kind of care about San Diego State. They're kind of the – they're our only hope West, of yeah. the Mountain West right now. So Wyoming looks good. Wyoming looks all right. They have a new coach. It's his first season. My expectations are pretty low, but I'd love to see them do well. Because my expectations are low, I'm I'm banking on San Diego State <laughs> representing the Mountain West in the tournament. That'll be a fun game. I almost picked that one, so I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> what is your hot take of the week? My hot take of the week. Um, I think it's piping hot, but leave that up to the listeners. Ooh. Um, peppermint. Not a big fan of peppermint. Uh, it overpowers everything you put into into I think um occasionally I enjoy it but it's like I feel like that's just all you taste it's intense it like I don't want to drink a whole 16 ounce drink of something that's been flavored with peppermint Ooh. um so I know it's a very popular holiday flavor but for me it's just too much it's all I taste I'm not a huge mint person anyways um but yeah kind of out on peppermint so no peppermint patties? That's what, peppermint patties are okay, but like peppermint flavored desserts or mm. drinks, I'm kind of like, eh. I feel I'll that. Go without. They're kind of gross. <laughs> I, it just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. No, um, yeah, it's like, that's all I taste. I don't, want, mm. I don't want one thing to overwhelm the whole dessert or drink or dish or, you know, whatever it is. Um, what is your hot take? <laughs> So mine is also pretty holiday themed. We're in the time of year where we seem to want a pie for holidays and I'm just out on it. I don't like, I just don't love that there's so much crust. Wow. That is a piping hot take. So do you have a dessert for holidays that you prefer instead? Like, do you prefer a cake? Do you prefer like a fruit dessert? What's... I end up just like eating cookies and like chocolate, like candy. Okay. I like eating cookies those other and things. Candy, yeah. Um, I probably just have had too many 
underdone or overdone pie crusts in my life and I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm out on it I like like I'll eat the pies like an apple pie that doesn't have a top it has like a crumble and I just okay. eat the apples out of it but don't eat the crust hmm. interesting so it's we we could just like shift from pies to like what what are the things called when it cobbler like you can just be a cobbler, cobbler. okay yeah cobbler's great uh, I mean and you're a very good baker too obviously so oh, um, I could see why you would be you know somewhat particular um at cheeky underscore confections <laughs> <laughs> thanks Emily's. for the plugs yes of course Emily's um blog slash Instagram account um for all of her baking adventures it's very fun. Um, you even provide recipes to people, which is very helpful. Um, yeah, go check that out. <laughs> yeah, if you need some recipes, friends, I try to put those together. Um, none are th- holiday themed yet. So, ooh. I mean, people, I feel like they're kind of, I, I think like holiday themed desserts can be kind of overdone sometimes. It's nice to just have a good standby, you know? It's true. It's very true. Or breakfast foods, like cinnamon rolls and things this is also very true it's you never know when you're going to just like show up to brunch and bring cinnamon rolls because in this economy i don't know who's just going out to the store and getting cinnamon rolls with 10 people like you can't do that but you can take people cinnamon rolls and they typically like that they also like wine what wine are you drinking this week um this is one of my favorite standard go-to red blends um it's called witching hour um mm. not too heavy but just enough flavor um it's got that kind of like chocolate vanilla berry flavor profile that i've like plugged a million times <laughs> um so that's that's my pick for the week what about you that sounds really good and on brand and i think i've seen that one when i've gone out yeah like when it's i go like, to trader joe's it's like nine dollars or something too like it tastes yeah. i think it tastes a lot better than the price tag that's always Personally. a win. Yes. <laughs> and again, in this economy, you got to find those good deals. Um, yes. I, despite being in Colorado last week and it being very cold, I drank white wine. And I had a Mezza Corona Pinot Grigio Tritino. And I don't know what all those words mean, but I did have a very <laughs> nice white wine that was very crisp. Like it was very mm. fruity and crisp, which like to me is typically, unless I'm feeling that like, oh, I want a red wine of like sitting at home and almost like drinking a cup of tea where I want to fall asleep. Like a nice bright white wine is really nice to just, it goes with lots of meals and like a nice cheese tray. It doesn't make me want to go to sleep basically. <laughs> no, it's. We all have a good Pinot Grigio here on this podcast. It's very true. <laughs> um, personal plugs this week, I guess. I don't have much. Just reminding people to um, slide into our DMs or email. Send us ideas for topics you want us to cover on future podcasts. I feel like we haven't done that for a while. Um, so, you know, going to switch things up every once in a while from our normal routine. So um, send us your ideas, what you'd like to hear next. Especially as we approach the time where there might be sports, a couple of weeks where maybe there aren't sports, and then we can talk about niche sports again. Yes, that's always fun. <laughs> it's always um, a ride. 
<laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and we learn stuff, so that's always good too, you know. Um, an educational podcast those days. We could find yeah. there's so many categories in the iTunes store. Oh my goodness. Yes, definitely. Um, what plugs do you have this week? You know, my usual listen to Tailgate Society podcasts, um, there's something for everyone. It's kind of like Target. We're the target mm. of sports websites because not only do we have sports, we have beer. And I mean, you and I fit the ticket for wine and pop culture and baseball. And the baseball falls under sports. That was very silly. But like for people who specifically <laughs> seek out baseball things and don't want to hear two people be like, baseball is happening, but it's not the most exciting <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> and they talk about different movies with baseball. So check those out. Check out the articles. Um, and that's all I have this week. Um, and our bigger than sports moment. Yes. Um, since you are a Bills fan. Ish. Bill's Mafia. Um, yes. Do you want to take this one? Yes. But I apologize in advance for probably messing up the name of this children's hospital. So you know, I was confused as well. So I should have called my mom. <laughs> should have been because oh. like, she's from that area. But oh. It's fine. It's it's all right. So um, Bill's fans came together and they donated over three hundred thousand dollars to Oshi. Children's Hospital um, in memory of Patricia Allen. Um, it's it's just really cool that they how it happened. Like this Children's Hospital, they were like, "Oh, we're getting really close to this donation," and and so Patricia Allen is um, Josh Allen's um, grandmother, and so he. He also donated a lot of money, but like Bill's, fan, so like the the Children's Hospital kind of came together with like the Bills and Josh Allen, and they they do this really awesome thing um, by raising all this money at the beginning of November. Um, and it's just stuff you love to see. Like they could have easily just been like, "Yeah, we don't really have to raise this money. We don't have to partner." But like it's it's the partnerships in the communities. Like this is where the NFL. This should be their bread and butter <laughs> is the community partnerships between players and children's hospitals or, you know, rec centers, whatever, so that they can help each other in terms of being like, oh, yeah, we'll give you the spotlight so that you can raise all this money to help people. And in return, like you get athletes coming out of being a very one-dimensional person like you're not just like oh josh allen the quarterback for the bills but like oh josh allen the guy who like was like yeah we need to raise more money for this children's hospital and we need to do all this so um things you love to see yes definitely great great story great job by the bills fans as well yes the bills mafia they're just out <laughs> here doing the most um that is all i have here this week that's a good way to wrap it up all right we will talk to you all next week stay safe emily and emily sports and courts